Melanie Spring. You're listening to Cut to the Chase. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 64, Amplify Your Voice, Manifest That, ooh, S-H-I-T. Probably between now and the end of this call, you might actually hear me say S-H-I-T based on some of the significant events that have occurred today. But since we're not going to talk about my events and we're going to talk to a featured guest that has really expanded upon Amplify Your Voice, Manifest That S-H-I-T. And before I introduce her, I have to say that this podcast kind of resonates with the fact of where we are today in society and all of the things that are going on and how people really want to be heard, not just sprinkled out there like you would put, as I would call it, uh, pixie seeds on top of a donut, but really be heard, really listen to what people are saying when they do amplify their voice. So in the terms of amplify your voice, it basically refers to an audio term, particularly with the voice. When the words amplify means to increase the volume of sound or how loud your voice is heard. And so I found this quote, and I must say that uh, it really resonates with with where we're heading with the podcast today. And so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read that right now. There will be a few times in your life when all of your instincts will tell you to do something. Something that defies logic, something that upsets your plans and may seem crazy to others. When that happens, you do it. Listen to your instincts. Ignore everything else. Ignore logic. Ignore the odds. Ignore the complications and just go for it. And I hope everybody really resonate with that quote because our featured guest has a quote that is very, very similar. And I love it because uh, just a simple fact that it states, you are the gift. You were not just given gifts to share with the world. You are the gift to be shared with the world. And so to those that are listening to this podcast, Our featured guest is a brand storyteller. She's an international keynote speaker, a speaker and trainer. She's held bent on amplifying and teaching people how to amplify their voice. She's one of those people who can walk into the room and literally light it up. She will make you want to be her best friend as she embodies you with the stories and finds ways to perfectly push you outside of your box. Her personal brand is an approachable badass. When you meet her, you will know why it fits her so well. She even got her own out of the box when she drove basically 7,000 mile road trip to collect stories on how companies live their brand. 
The Live Brand Tour was published in Entrepreneurial Magazine, where she earned the title as Veteran Brand Strategist. She's now the host of Speak with Confidence, a public speaking training, including in-personal retreat, a 90-day online challenge, and Set the Stage Summit. She's a ghostwriter, keynote speeches, and TED Talk for clients around the world. As I mentioned earlier, she's an international keynote speaker, speaker and trainer. She's a chief inspiring officer. She's a contributing writer and DC ambassador. She's a director of marketing service, and she's an owner. She holds a bachelor's in organizational communication. She's taken all of her corporate personal brand and experience and created a safe place for kick-ass humans to write the talk they need to write so they can share it with the world. Her crew of kick-ass humans created events, experiences centered around public speaking, pitching, and personal brand development. And without further ado, to my dear friend, Miss Melanie Springs, do you have any comments? <laughs> well, I have not had anyone read my entire bio like that out loud before. And if I was like, who is this lady? I want to know her. She sounds fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Because, you know, sometimes, uh, as people have probably heard me say many, many times before, I don't think I do a great job of introducing people, but people go, oh my God, you're the real deal. You're like the hype guy. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go out in front of me when I have to go speak and tell people all about me. I'll just be sitting back there going, all right, I hope I can live up to that. (laughs) Sure, sure. Absolutely. Sign me up. That's what all these things are about. You know, unity, collaboration and connecting, you know, when you uh, reach out to people, it's it's not just a one-stop shop. It's all about uh, how we can come together and figure out how we can help each other out and prosper us all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we certainly are delighted to have you here. And I'll tell you, you know, everything about what you do, your brand, and and just the whole uniqueness about it, it really resonates with me. And and let me let me just explain, you know, put this kind of in the context of why it resonates with me so much. You know, I'm a young, you know, minority entrepreneur with three companies. And, you know, sometimes you're you're faced with all different types of adversity out there in the world. And just like from the quote that I read, regardless of what's going on, you know, your instincts, your inner voice, your your inner peace of mind literally tends to guide you in the directions of where you should go and the things that you should do. And so in a lot of cases in my life, I have stepped outside of my comfort zone and I have been put on the forefront in industries unlike others that probably wouldn't have that opportunity. And I think a part of that is just based on the fact that I've been able to amplify my voice, call a spade a spade, manifest that shit, as we've said earlier. Of course, I said at that time, but, but, you know, be in a position to where, you know, people start to look outside of the stereotype, the racism and all of these different things, and just look at us from a genuine standpoint as a person or as a company that has the capability of being able to bring forth a solution to their problem. And so over the years, you know, 
before I before I ask you the first question, you know, as I'm sharing the story, you know, my brother and I, uh, who who works with me, you know, we've been known as good cop, bad cop, and they, and it's kind of funny because people always go, well, you know, your brother is is the good cop, and by God, you are the bad cop because if there's anything that has to be said. It's not always done politically correctly. It's not always done in a diplomatic way. You just give it to us raw, and sometimes it's a little bit much. <laughs> so, Melanie, I think uh, I think where I'd like to start is what got you involved with this branding aspect of amplifying your voice? Because it's a lot for people to comprehend in a lot of cases. And of course, now society has really opened up the door for us to amplify our voice. But what was your initial starting point with that? I mean, give us a, kind of the backstory. Well, the starting point of my journey was um, with brands specifically when I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to be in life. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the reason I got into it was because I was really good at it. I can see into people and why they are the way they are and who they actually are when a lot of times they have blockers. I mean, most of us have blockers on who we really are and how we show up. And so finding that even in college and figuring out that I could get a degree in doing this and figure out that I could... I could be this person. I could have a a brand strategy career was kind of amazing because I thought everyone had to be a nurse or a teacher. Like that was basically all I learned. Women were supposed to be nurses or teachers. I didn't want to be either. And I didn't want to be a mom either. So I was trying to figure out how the heck do I fit into the whole world? And so finding my own brand and finding out who I was and figuring out that the thing that you're the best at is actually something you should focus on, not try to work on all of your weaknesses, but actually focus on your strengths and get really good at them. And I think that's where I've come to is finding people's strengths and helping them focus on those as well. Right, right. Thank you for sharing that. So so you brought up something that that is rather intriguing when you said you kind of, um, you know, I'll lose the term, use the term loosely, you know, you really uncover, you know, how people bring themselves forward. Uh, what what did you mean by that? I mean, how do, how do you discover what what a person is really trying to bring forth in their brand, even though the perception of that brand may not be who the individual is? How, how do you get to that? How do you understand that? Well, all of us are created differently and we're created to be a certain person. And a lot of us use our entire lifetimes to find who that person actually is. Mm-hmm. And as much as we have a meat suit on and we have this body that we live in every day, our soul is there and our soul is given a purpose. And that purpose can change over your lifetime many, many, many times. Some people it doesn't. It's one, one purpose for their entire lifetime. But a lot of times we get a, don't get a chance to really look at who are we. We tend to take care of other people or we tend to take care of, um, you know, do the things that other people told us we should do instead of the things we felt like we should do. And being able to really, truly learn how to listen to who we are and how we show up allows us to really allow ourselves, our real brands to come out and who we are in reality will change over time. It won't be the same. I won't always be the person that I am today. So allowing ourselves to continue to evolve also is part of the process. Right, right. Well, we appreciate you sharing that that with us because in a lot of cases, um, you know, showing up is something that some people take very seriously. And in other cases, people, you know, kind of just let 
let that pass them by. And, you know, one example of that for me, you know, since I've been running this podcast is the fact that I could probably count on both of my hands, not my feet yet, but definitely on both of my hands, uh, of the number of times where people have kind of reached out to us and they've said, you know, hey, I want to be on your podcast. You know, I, I, I like what you guys are doing. I like the uh, the content. And then all of a sudden, you know, you you go into the first discovery call, they don't show up. You know, they write you two days later, can we reschedule? You go into the second plan call, they don't show up. Uh, you know, by the third time, it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, hey, you, you, you've got to put forth some energy as well, you know, in order to, to make this work, you know, going both, both directions. So my next question is, you know, 7,000 mile road trip, how many companies did you manage to tap into and understand their cultural, their, their brands, their, their overall um, portray to who they are in the public eye? I mean, that must have been an extremely massive amount of data that you undertook at that point in time. It was. Yeah. I actually did that in three weeks too. So 7,000 miles in three weeks. And I I don't think I slept the whole time I was doing it. And wow. I didn't use any recording devices. So I was I took my Moleskine notebook and went and interviewed all of these CEOs and VPs of these big companies and little companies. And I actually ended up talking to 22 different companies and 18 of them made it into Entrepreneur Magazine. So it was a really fascinating study for me to do it and really talk to people of all levels, really thinking about huge companies, multi-billion dollar companies, all the way down to art entrepreneurs and jewelers who have little stores and have been around a really long time. But these people were really fascinated to talk to because of the fact that they wanted to share how they figured out their brand or if they were still working on it or evolving it. And they were really vulnerable with the content that they were sharing with me, which also makes for a great story. But at the end of the whole thing, when I was looking at all of the stories that I wrote and all the people that I interviewed, the humans were the thing that made up every single brand. And without the humans, like you just said, with the person who canceled or just didn't bother to show up, the, mm -hmm. human, it, the human brand is the brand of the company as it's moving forward. So um, you have to think about that as you're growing your brand, you're thinking about the human interaction and how that person is a part of your brand. So it was a really fascinating live your brand tour years ago, but it was also something that I've taken into personal branding as I as I have learned to start moving that into the speaker speaking realm. Right, right. Well, certainly thank thank you for sharing uh that you know the the human aspect um you know socialistically right now and this is something I've kind of toyed with in the back of my mind is the fact that you know, for many, many years, we were taught to to be at the dinner table. We were taught to ensure that we respect our elders. We were taught to say, you know, hello and be respectable, you know, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, so forth and so on. And so society is really kind of transformed and transcended into something that even though we say social media, you know, and 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 the wave of things that are occurring today as far as uh, communication and and trafficking of of being able to reach out to others, but we've gotten away from some of the brass tacks of things that really hold kind of the glue of heritage and and cultural and those type of things together. Mm -hmm. What are your What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I grew up with a mom who was an entrepreneur. So she started her own business when she when I was 12. So I've been working at her store since I was 12. And one of the things she taught me, and I realized much later in my career that I learned most of my branding knowledge from my mom. And I didn't really think about it until I was in, you know, in my fully in my career and thinking about the fact that how did I learn how to say hello to people or tell someone that they looked nice and be able to welcome them into a store because I go into retail stores all the time and I don't even get a hello from someone. I'm like, I don't want to be here. If it's, mm-hmm. there's no music playing, there's not an ambiance, there's no nothing. It just makes me feel like, why, why would I want to be in this space? Like it doesn't feel comfortable to me, especially not to be welcomed into a space. And so thinking about that, I realized that that's where the brand of things came in because humans are taught to be a certain way. We have nature versus nurture. And most of us have forgotten how to say good morning to people. (laughs) That simple little thing that you just said, that simple little like walk by someone, you say good morning. We've lost that. And I think because it's like sending love notes in the mail, like little cards in the mail, sending a thank you note via the actual US post office. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. it's really thinking about how can we show up differently. And if we just do the basics, we're showing up in a much bigger way than most people are just by saying good morning or just by sending a note in the mail. So I think we should really think about how we can uplevel that a bit if we're not, If I mean, the basics are kind of ridiculous that that's what we have to get to at this point. I think we should be doing a lot more than that, but I think if we can start there, that would be wonderful. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, in hindsight, there's a lot of things that, you know, as I say, when people ask me, you know, about my, my upbringing and, and so forth and so on, you know, I always tell people it, it kind of starts at the dinner table and it doesn't matter if you, you know, you had a mom and dad at home or if you, you live with a single parent or whatever, it starts at the dinner table and at the dinner table, you know, it's about upholding the highest standards of, of ethics and respect and, you know, in society right now, as people are trying to amplify their voice and they're trying to, you know, really get their point across and ensure that they they are heard in society, you know, you're talking to a bunch of, you know, for lack of better terms, people with uh, with earplugs in their ears. Because, I mean, they're, if they don't perceive you in the in the acceptance of saying hello or please and thank you or goodbye – and you just kind of get the cold shoulder. I mean, it, it, it's it's a dead end, you know, and, and, and it's a real struggle in society today because, you know, last year we spent all year dealing with, you know, whatever people want to call it, political uprising, social uprising, you know, a pandemic, this, that, and the other. And then all of these things kind of manifested themselves in in us being where we are today. And it, and it literally feels like we've gone back in time as we see other countries looking at us going, hey, what are you guys doing in the US? And so, you know, for those individuals, you know, that are that are meek, that are mild, that 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 are trying to get their point across, and as you say, amplify your voice, what would be one of the strategies that you would share with them? Because right now, they're feeling like they've been thrown underneath the bus. And there's just no rising to the top. How do you help those people? Well, a lot of it has to do with saying something, anything. 
and being willing to stand behind it. Most people aren't willing to stand behind the things that they say. Like they'll post something on social media and then delete it because someone didn't like it. Mm -hmm. But thinking about who you are and what you stand for and what you're willing to stand for, what you're willing to fight for, that's what you really need to start with is thinking about what can I say? Is there something that I can say? Even if it's not online, even if it's not out in the public eye, maybe it's just someone who's being really mean to other people in your living room. You can actually say something there and it takes one step to do it. I think most of amplifying your voice isn't, okay, now you're going to become a keynote speaker and you're going to get on stage and tell all these people everything. It's not. It's about saying one thing when you know you believe in it and you can stand up for it. You don't have to fight about it, but you can have an argument to say, this is what I believe in and I'm not okay with you doing this. And once you can do that, it allows you to take the next step, which is being a little bit louder about it and being willing to stand up for what you truly believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good point. And I'm going to, I'm going to segue into something because, because, you know, basically what you said really kind of stood out, you know, as, as a young child, uh, you know, always having to every Saturday morning, get up with my dad early, you know, cut the grass, do whatever I do. And then at, at, I I forget what time it was, maybe like 10 o'clock, we would drive into the city because I lived in a country or at least moderate country area. We would drive into the city and we'd go to the barbershop, okay? And in the barbershop back then in the 70s, if you stepped in the barbershop and you were unable to carry on a conversation, I mean, and and, 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 and of course, I was only like seven or eight. I mean, you had to be able to read the newspaper and talk and, you know, current event type discussions, they would literally make you go wait outside if you had no point of view. And I think for me, very on early on as a child, that set the stage. That kind of set the tone for what we're talking about as far as amplifying your voice, because you can't walk around in silence. You have to have a position. And I think that's very well what you've just stated as well. You know, as you're as you're putting things out on the internet and you're commenting and so forth and so on, you know, you you have to have some type of backing, some substantiation behind that. And like you said, make the one step at a time in order for you to to grow and flourish, you know, in, in, in ensuring that your voice is, is heard. And so I guess the next question that I have for you with regards to, you know, manifesting your voice, your program is really structured around helping people kind of get out of their own way and be able to step out not only being able to manifest their voice, but being able to stand behind a podium, which in some cases is very fearful for people. So can you walk us through some of the things that you do there with, with some of your clients? Yeah. And the first thing I would do is not let them stand behind a podium. (laughs) (laughs) That's The first time you stand behind a podium, you ask them to move the podium. You say, I don't want the podium on the stage or it needs to be off to the side. That's the very first rule of working with me. Because people stand behind the podium and the reason that they have podiums is to be able to hold your notes or to be able to hold the microphone or even you can hold on to the podium itself because you're terrified of it. And people are really scared of that. But most people are not actually afraid of the act of public speaking. They're actually afraid of what people will think of them. Mm -hmm. If they mess up or they don't have a story that's interesting or if they're not sure about themselves or they don't have the confidence, which is why my program is called Speak With Confidence, because some people are really confident in certain parts of their lives, but not in others like speaking. Sometimes it's not as confident in speaking because they don't know 
how to start, what to say next, how to get to the end, and how to keep people captivated or engaged while they're talking. And that's the part that I'm trying to help them with is I'll give you a structure, but you're going to say it the way you need to say it. So I'm really big on making sure that I don't train anybody the same. I have a structure and a program that it go that you go through, but that's the reason I do in-person retreats and in-person immersive experiences because I'm going to tell one person something on stage. And I did this the last time we had our retreat. One person kicked her hip out the whole time. And I was like, you look really sloppy when you do that. Can you mm-hmm. get up a little straighter because it doesn't look good on you? The very next person who got on stage, I gave her the opposite advice. I I said, Vice, I said, kick your hip out like you just did. Whatever you just did made you look powerful. And she was like, you just told her to do that, not to do that because it looks sloppy. You just told me to do this. What? Why would (laughs) That's not at all the same. She said, Melanie. And she told me later, she said, Melanie, I've done years of public speaker training. You are the first person I've ever worked with who doesn't train everybody the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important part is I'm not, as much as I'm a speaker trainer, that's not my training. I'm a brand strategist. My job is to help people stand out and give the voice to the thing that they need to say. And if I can do that through public speaking, awesome. But 10 years from now, I might be doing it through something else. So I'd rather make sure that people, humans can be their best selves, whatever that is. And using public speaking to do that right now is my total purpose. Right, right. Well, we certainly appreciate your insight there. So, you know this uh, this uh, this podcast time is kind of running very quickly. I mean, this this conversation is <laughs> very insightful. But the, I guess the last question before before we try to wrap up here is: so when you earn the title of veteran brand strategist, does that come with like an Emmy award? And and, and that was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> <laughs> totally. When they said that, I was laughing because they posted it and they're like, veteran brand strategist. I'm like, did I go through a war? Was there a war? In- did I miss something here? Because I feel like I, I definitely did not fight in a war for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's too funny. That's too funny. I've been doing it so long. And I mean, I have a degree in it. I did it for 20 years and I feel like, okay, I guess I've kind of been through the brand war. I don't know. But maybe that's why I retired. <laughs> yeah. 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 Too 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 funny, but uh, but certainly uh, we'd like to you know kind of uh, you know give you an opportunity here to really kind of let our audience know uh, some of the takeaways. You know why it's so important to amplify your voice. You know to manifest. You know where you believe you are. You know not only in your messaging but in your branding, because you know you know one of the things that I realize and and obviously from my standpoint, you know, with the three companies that I own is like, I'm represented a certain way through my management consultancy firm, a different way in my technology company. And then of course, cut to the chase has literally just become kind of an outlet for me to, to grow the other two businesses, but also provides me with a lot of therapeutic means of me being able to kind of resonate and tie into other stories and just, just be transcend on listening to what they've gone through in light of understanding what the educational stint may be in my own life. And so what would be some of the things that you would recommend for those that are really at that turning point right now in their lives? What are the two or three nuggets that you'd be willing to share with the listeners? 
Well, I just hosted four Manifest Your Life workshops, and I don't have any more of them. This is the only time I've done it. And what I learned most from doing those was helping people understand that they have a life that they can have regardless of the money or the status or the people in their lives. They have a life that they can actually have. And the wonderful thing about that is that it's up to us to decide what we want. And the four steps of manifesting are decide what you want, write it down, make a plan, and work on it every single day. And if your your goal is to manifest your voice, it's to amplify your voice, it's to get something much bigger than you have right now, you can do that by deciding what it is that you want. Deciding, okay, my job, I want to become a speaker or I want to have a successful business. Be really specific about that and write it down. Mm-hmm. And then make a plan for that. N- figure out who do you need to know? How do you need to how do you need to reach out to certain people for that? And then work on it every single day. If you think about the best violinist in the whole world, they worked on their violin every single day. If mm-hmm. you t- think about the singers that are out there who have platinum records, they worked on it every single day. And we as entrepreneurs and people of, you know, not super status, we're the people who are on the ground doing the work every single day. So how can we make sure that we're really truly showing up every day doing the work based on the thing that we wanted? Right, right. Well, certainly we uh, we appreciate you sharing that um, tidbit of uh, of information those those golden valuable nuggets that uh, that my listeners so dearly contribute to uh, the quotes that we put out from our podcast. But anyway, so you know it wouldn't be uh, proper of me not to give you a moment to let the listeners know how they can get in contact with you if they're interested in. In maybe your online program or your 90-day retreat or, or whatever um, um, services are available is, is the best way for them to get in contact with you through your, through your website? Yeah, sure. It's MelanieSpring.com. Or we also have the Speak With Confidence 90-Day Challenge and in-person retreats at ispeakwithconfidence.com or ispeakwithconfidence.com slash 90 days. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, to everyone, this has been uh, a complete uh, joy, not only for your hosts, but obviously for me to embrace a a new friend uh, into the Cut to the Chase family because this has been a this has been a real joy. And what I'd like to do is I have one quote that's that's kind of left here that I'd like to read off, and it basically says, "You just need one person to listen, get your message." and pass it on to someone else, and you've doubled your audience. So, you know, folks, Amplify Your Voice, it starts with the individual. It starts with the person, and you look at that person every day in the mirror. Never lose sight of you being able to speak up, defend, and get your points of views across, because there will be, surely, one person listening in the audience. Melanie, I am tickled pink that I was able to secure you for this podcast, man. Oh, <laughs> thanks so much for having me. It was wonderful to chat with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm certainly hoping that uh, you know, once you finally get settled, I know it's only been a couple of weeks since your move, that uh, you know, we have an opportunity to circle back and uh 
figure out how we can collaborate uh, on some other opportunities, whether it's on my side of the fence or your side of the fence. <laughs> For sure. I can definitely do that. I would love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, to our listeners, this has been episode 64, Amplify Your Voice, Manifest That S-H-I-T. Melanie, thank you very much. We certainly appreciate it. And to everyone out there, please be safe. This is your host, Gregory Proctor. Bye-bye.